Hi, I'm Melanie Walker and this is Grounded. If gardening is your passion, this is the place to be to find out about what's happening in the gardening world. And indeed it is. And isn't it just glorious that we actually live in a country where even though it's winter, if we're outside, it doesn't feel like winter. I'm sitting here with somebody who's actually in shirt sleeves and I'm thinking, are you crazy? I'm like, I've got to have at least three or four layers on, even in the sun time, you know, but it's because things are cold and I believe that they're cold snaps still to come. So don't be misled or happy about the fact that it might be like almost spring because it's not. But there's one thing that happens on the gardening calendar that is a harbinger of spring. Okay. It's always the thing that makes us think, oh, goodness me, why are they doing this when it's still so cold? But it is actually a spring show. And that, of course, is at Garden World. And the garden design show for this year, 2019, is See My Garden Grow. And to talk to me about it, we have one of the main guys who's no stranger to the show or to TV. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen him doing his thing. JJ van Reesberg, thank you for joining us. Hi, good morning. Okay, so now See My Garden Grow. That's it. Look, I have to just say that I haven't actually seen any of the gardens because the launch is only on Thursday. So I'm coming through to see it from Thursday. So I'm going to extract as much information from you so I can get really excited about it. See my garden grow, but gardens grow. That's what gardens do. Well, yeah, it's only us that try and break them all down every year to nothing and start all over again. So I think this year our theme is see my garden grow and we are trying to see how does the garden develop over the year yeah. you know um yes we had a wonderful show last year and we decided you know what the times didn't quite allow us if we look at the economical times mm -hmm. of the country of the landscapers of the companies out there didn't allow us to actually break everything down and to start all over again so we thought okay let's reinvent let's mm -hmm. use what we've got as much as possible and let's see how we can show people what the garden should look like after a year this is the thing there's so many people go and look at show gardens and they sit there and they say yeah but yeah it's a show garden it's yeah. going to look perfect etc etc and also when you take into account that when you're planting a show garden you're planting really full as Correct. opposed to what you would do at home yeah. and it's always a sad thing that just when the garden's actually starting to look really really good they get broken down. Correct. It drives me completely nuts. That's it, yeah. So I would probably say that um, about 60% of the structures of the plants of everything is still there as yeah. is was last year. But the rest of it has been changed completely. There's about four or five brand new gardens. So out of the 17 designer gardens, there's about four or five brand new ones that yeah. has completely changed. And then the older gardens, we have tweaked. We've redone them. We've taken out. We have replanted. So, and... Of course, we got a couple of sponsors on board who said, guys, please, we want to give you some paint. We want you to repaint the entire place. Well, this is an interesting thing because I've been checking out the trends which are happening overseas. True. And one of the things that's really come back in again is color. Yeah. And if you think about the, the colors that have actually been the, like even Pantone colors over the last couple of years, quite muted tones, Correct. very much the blues and pinks. And now all of a sudden it's splashes of red, orange, purple with gray and yellow all together. So I think the purple and the gray, all the different shades of gray, different shades of gray, green or olive green. Mm -hmm. uh, and then of course, all the stronger colors coming through, like the strong purple, the strong blue, the strong reds, you know, all those kind of strong colors, which enhances or ex exclamates certain objects in the yes. garden which is fantastic but this is also it's a difficult thing for you guys being as it's at this time of year true 
<laughs> with plants that you, you need to actually put into the gardens to get the best out of the gardens because yep. it's not quite spring. Your no. spring flowers aren't no. through. No, not at all. Your winter annuals are starting to go off. I know there's always lots of primulas in the gardens because that is what – primula, of course, means prime, which is the first flower that shows that spring's on its way. And what a shortage there was of primulas this year. And the pink ones. You could get all white ones. All of them. Some whites, but I mean, that was because of, of um, lack of seed or something, wasn't um, it? They were saying that there was a lack of seed and the germination that came through was very bad. Yeah. So um, they had to double sow, and even after double sowing, it still didn't germinate as well as previous years. So apparently, it's only us in Australia that still grows a lot of primulas. Because it's not cold enough at the moment either. And it's not cold enough, but the rest of the world don't grow primulas. And primula is a very fairly inexpensive seed. Yes. So whoever are the seed suppliers of the world don't really focus on primulas all that much. And therefore, they haven't focused on primulas. And unfortunately, I'm pretty sure us in Australia are quite dull this winter <laughs> if you look at your primulas. But yeah, no, there is a couple of primulas which has started flowering finally in the gardens yeah. because it has been quite a warm winter. Yes. So yes, unfortunately, no, the primulas have only barely started flowering. And yes, there will be some primulas in the gardens as well. But so much else, you know, that you can look forward to. Okay, so talk me through the new gardens. I mean, I know, as you said, 17 gardens. What kind of look have you been getting from people? What are the highlights that you've seen coming through from the designers? And where are your designers from? Okay, so a lot of the gardens have got a lot of foliage in it more than flowers. And a lot of other gardens have got a lot more flowers in it than foliage, you know. So some gardens have focused more on the reds of the Nandinas, the variegated caprosmas, your Telpata gold, which is finally available again in mm. beautiful, as beautiful plants. You know, so there's all those different foliage plants, which are fantastic. And then all the new varieties, like for instance, new Pinstemon varieties, new Biden's varieties, mm. all the colorful perennials, annuals perennials are available as well. You know, so that we put into the gardens to exhumate and to enhance the gardens. So they are amazing. A lot of our landscapers are local, and then we've got the odd landscaper coming from Botswana. I see. <laughs> Some is coming from Pretoria. Yeah, she is fantastic. She's a Priscilla, great little yeah, designer. Priscilla, I'll tell you what. Priscilla Banda Priscilla, from yeah. Green, Dim Green Dimensions. Yes, I mean, she does some lovely stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, the gardens obviously are quite small, which is, is very useful for people who have moved into smaller properties Correct. and uh, townhouses. But sometimes they get a little bit fanciful. I remember when the late Linton Johnson was around, he used to do some pretty wild things in the gardens. True, true. And I think he was also a pioneer in bringing in different elements into the garden, mm. which is not necessarily always a gardening element. You know, I think in, in one, one of our show gardens many years ago, he brought in cardboard animals. And yes, it was the more zebras to, and the giraffes. You yeah. are quite right. And that was more to showcase the fact that you can bring in a different element a in, sense of into fun. the garden. A sense of, of fun. Do you remember <laughs> the garden where we had the beautiful primroses and it was a zip that opened up into the beautiful primrose colors? Yeah. You know, the, and the zip was made out of stone. So you had this opening up and showcasing of the beautiful colors just yes. protruding from it. I think one of my favorite ones was the one where there was a parachute um, overhead. Yeah. Yeah. And if you stood in the right place, it looked like you were flying over mountains True. and it had all the iffions as the rivers that True. were running through. I think that was the same one as the zebra and the giraffe. Yes. I think it was the same garden. It was yeah. such a beautiful garden. And I mean, yeah. we do have a wealth of amazing designers. But as you said, becoming very difficult when it comes to money these days because True. one of the things that people immediately cut down on, I think, is how much money they spend in the garden. True, true. 
Um, so I'm sure that propagation is taking place, which is not great for the, the nurseries or garden centers. As long as the gardening idea is still in people's minds, even yeah. though they grow their plants, you know, we're still happy about the fact that there are still people, keen gardeners, you know, out there and who, who love gardening, who love growing their own plants. So this year also what we've done was we've taken a lot of the students under our wings mm. and we've actually started a mentorship program and got the students more involved in helping with redoing of the gardens. Okay, where are the students coming from? Usually UJ from… Um, TUT, yeah. on the University of Technology, yeah. UNISA, yes. and even as far as Durban University of Technology. Oh, really? That's it. So they're all part of the show, and you won't believe me if I had to tell you how much experience they've built up and how phenomenal the gardens are looking. You know, and they've all had the opportunity of putting their own input into the garden and changing the garden to their style and understanding why we are doing certain things in the display mm. gardens. I mean, you can't just take students and put them into a display garden and ask them to build a display garden. You know, they wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. And as a first time experience for them, it was phenomenal to see how they developed over this past couple of months because they came through as not knowing anything. Mm. And finally, at the end, you know, they are so proud of their garden. So, I mean, this morning, one of the students came to me and they said to me, listen, I've got a problem. I said, what's your problem? She said to me, my plants are dying in my garden. I said, which plants are dying in your garden? And she showed me a picture on her cell phone and she was really worried. She said to me, what can I use to get rid of the disease? Mm. Meanwhile, it was only a primrose where a couple of the older flowers were Old and faded. Just start deadheading <laughs> it and go and look at how many new buds would be pushing yeah. through, you know? Yeah. And she was just smiling. And that was just like one big relief. But that's the thing. I mean, people, especially younger people, have not been really kind of pushed into the world of growing things, mainly because, you know, smaller spaces or they live in flats or whatever. Yeah. They actually don't know these things. Yeah. And if you're not exposed to it no. on a daily basis or if you don't learn about it, you, you'll never succeed in your own life. You know, you yeah. won't, you won't know what to do. I mean, <laughs> initially when she said to me, listen, I've got a problem here. Look at my flowers. I said, Oh boy, you've got to start all over. That garden is a mess, you know, and <laughs> a whole, a whole heart dropped, you know, and I said, no, relax. It's all fine. But it's a lovely thing when you see people who have suddenly got this, this desire to find things out. And I don't know if it's, it's kind of my generation that let people down by not teaching them. Cause I mean, I think about, I learned from my mother and yeah. she learned from her mother. And, yeah. you know, maybe kids aren't learning as much from their mothers, although mine are because they're a lot younger than the ones that we're talking about <laughs> at the moment. I'm hoping to see a lot of young and up and coming talent going through to the Johannesburg International Flower Show towards the end of the year as well. I think that's going to be an amazing show to also look out for. I yeah. think, you know, bringing in new designers, new talent, new blood i think that's what's going to make this show because mm. you know we are all used to the old designers the old landscapers and we know what they can do yes you know and yes even though um we've they've been around and they do amazing work yeah you often feel you know so what we've seen it we know what they can we need do something new we need something new we need somebody who's going to be putting a pink pot on a red floor <laughs> who's never but done this it is why it, this i mean the garden world spring garden show is actually a great thing because people can get really inspired by it and younger people can come along and have a look and see what they can do in really small spaces. So True. even if it's, as you said, the students who are doing it, it's kind of bringing it back together. And I think it's a worldwide thing that people have been studying gardening and horticulture a lot less yeah. than it used to be even 20 years ago. Yeah. I think also a lot of people are still hibernating, even though it's not quite as cold this winter as what it's supposed to be. I think everybody is hibernating and they need to awaken. They need to warm up. They need to get out and gardening and do something different. Yes. And I think that's, 
what's so fantastic about the show being right at the end of winter, right before spring, you know, just to break that hibernation, just to break that cycle. To I don't know, to JJ. I'm, I'm like, I want to stay in bed <laughs> until the weather's turned warm again. <laughs> I've got a, a sneak preview here of the magazine, which is going to be put out. I'm looking at Garden One, which, yep. as it was said, was by Priscilla. Yes. My Garden. I like that. My Garden. That's it. Embracing time. I mean, it's just lovely to also see people's different takes on what makes a garden for them. True. And also how the garden can change. You know, very often you see it in one way and you don't always see how it can change. And there's, for yeah. instance, we, on each page, we've got the old garden of last year yeah. and the new garden of this year, trying to show you that even though with tweaking the garden slightly, you can actually have a great change to the garden. Yes. That's absolutely gorgeous. Okay, so I'm going to go through all of the gardens now and see go which ones have changed and which ones are new. So garden <laughs> two, oh, Sunita. Sunita Young. I mean, her, her stuff is like just so – she's got such a deft touch when it comes to like putting plants together that you might not have thought of, and especially when she did a lot of the oriental-style stuff yeah. and vertical gardens. Yeah. I and mean, yeah. she's got a really kind of different way of looking things. And she True. seems to have been stepping out slightly of her usual comfort zone. So she's starting a new thinking. She started a company called The Third Teacher, yeah. where she's trying to get kids more involved in the garden and showcasing people how they can create a garden or design a garden mm. more suitable for kids, bringing the kids back in, you know, with balancing logs with a nice water wheel in there, yeah. with a wooden table uh, as a potager table, you know, running lines down the, down the side where you can actually have balls and sand and throw things in. So she basically wants to get the kids out gardening and get them off their cell phones, get them off their tablets, well, get them off. I love what it's written TVs. on the wall. No you child know. shall be left indoors. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree with that. I tell you what, it's something that we need to actually unplug that thing from the back of our, our heads yeah. and get yeah. out into the garden and, yeah. and more often. You can't see her on the picture here, but there's another very nicely written piece on the other side where she's taken a big piece of driftwood and she's stuck it against the wall. And she said, this is not a stick. This is a spade, a sword. <laughs> All the things that you can you know, let your imagination. That a kid would have taken this piece of stick yes. and done with it. You know, you see it as a stick, you see it as firewood and he or she sees it as the world. Well, I must say that I was down at the, the coast with my kids not too long ago and there was a place down near South Broome where they'd gotten onto the beach and they'd taken all the driftwood and not done those amazing horse sculptures that yeah. I've seen sometimes. They had made a series of teepees out of okay. all the driftwood. All right. And like little houses in the inside. It was just unbelievable. And I'm not sure. I don't know who did it. It could have been kids. Yeah. I hope it was kids. <laughs> and it's so much easier to get kids outside when you're down at the beach. I think being stuck in a place like Johannesburg, for yeah. instance, it's difficult. When we were kids, though, there was nothing else to do. So yeah, we used to spend our lives into the felt, you know. Fun element back into gardening, yeah. into, into the outdoors, you know. And I think, you know, so often everybody wants their kids indoors. They want them clean. They want them where they can keep an eye on them. They want them safe. They want them secure. Yeah. But so often you've got that space outside and your kid will go wild if you allow him to. And we're speaking about the spring show, the garden design show, which is starting this coming week. That's opening. it. On Friday, it starts on, on the 26th yes. and runs right through until the 1st of September. Okay, so when it comes to getting kids in the garden, one thing that I've always enjoyed about coming through to the show gardens is seeing the little kids' nursery schools and primary schools' gardens. And you can see the amount of, of – oh, you're not doing them. 
not this year. You're not doing no, it what this we, year. No, what we're bringing in this year is we're bringing in fairy gardens. So there's a couple of fairy garden displays yes. because everybody – the problem with the kids' gardens is that the kids' gardens always falls over the kids' school holidays. Yes. So the kids aren't there to build. So unfortunately, and every other year when we got them to come and build, it was – like, do we really have to come through our school break to come and build a garden? Well, this you know, is why so you should have got weren't. the kids from government schools, not uh, private schools. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was a bit of a difficult one. Mm. So this year we're not doing the kiddies' gardens. We're not doing oh. the box gardens, unfortunately. And that's a sad one, you know. But, you know, it's a chapter that we've closed and we're carrying on with a chapter that is still open that yeah. we can carry on with. And that is why the gardens, we've put all our energy, all our focus into the gardens. We're also not able to put a main display together this year, mm. uh, the Chelsea exhibit. We're not able to do that either. You know? So, yeah, we've got to adapt. Adapt. That's the way forward. <laughs> okay, but back to the gardens. Okay, so that was, um, we looked at Sunita Young, bringing kids back into the garden, learning in the lap of nature. Then we've got a tweaked way forward because this is also one of those gardens that's been redone. So the that's way it. forward, now it's been tweaked. Correct. And that's been put together by? Sandby. Sandby. So that's a South African National Botanical National, Institute, yeah. Walter Susudu National Botanical Gardens. And they looked at the gardens and they said, you know what, we love the structure, we love the outline, we love a lot about it, but mm-hmm. how can we tweak it? They brought in a brand new circular paved, paved area, they brought in a nice boma. They moved the bench to the other side. So, you know, very often you've got items in your garden which might not work in a certain spot for you yes. anymore. You know, and that's why the, the bench was moved. It's taken to another spot. So you've got a different outlook on your garden. So if you had it in your garden and suddenly you've been used to looking at one specific corner of the garden, move it to the other side and suddenly you've got a brand new garden to sit in. You know? Funnily enough, that's exactly what I'm doing with my back garden as well. So it is, <laughs> yeah, But occasionally you do need somebody else to come along and say, hey, why don't you think about this, even if you're a designer. True. I know a lot of designers who will say to another designer friend, come and help me. True. And this is what you can actually get from this show as well when you're redoing gardens that were from last year. I often people tell people, you know what, there's a couple of things which I disagree with. And one of them is you're not supposed to be jealous. And I say, you know what, when you are jealous of somebody else's garden, mm. call that person over to your garden. Ask them to give you some ideas. Just ask them to give, to give you a different idea of your garden. Yes. Because very often you get stuck in your garden and you've got like one mindset and it's very difficult to change that. It's like a hamster running on a wheel, you know, and you just yes. don't get off this wheel because that's the only wheel you know. You know, and suddenly if you bring another designer in, or another person, another set of eyes. Mm. And know. even if you don't have somebody who can do that, I mean, I remember as a kid, you know, I wanted to change my room around and you had to really motivate it to your parents why you should be allowed <laughs> to do it. So you'd make, uh, draw the bed, how much more space you'll have if you change a room like this. So, I mean, if you just do that and yeah. take those elements, yeah. keep the trees where they are because those aren't movable objects, nope. okay? Definitely. And then just changing where you put your paving, where you have your seating, yeah. what you can do against a wall. Yeah. All of those kind of things. All of a sudden, you've got a completely different garden. Correct. And a different look and a different feel. And that is what's so nice about it. Okay. So now we've had the spirit of nature. This is garden four. Going into Take Your Time. And this is by Unisa. That's it. That's by the students. Yeah. Students came to me. They said to me, JJ, we want to do our own garden. They looked at garden four. And I said to them, guys, you've never done a display garden in your life. Yeah. They said, no, 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 but we, we want to do it. You know, and I said, okay, good. Bring some plans, bring some ideas and let's start talking about it, you know, and they took the garden, they changed it completely, and they did a fantastic job. That's where the little primrose was wilting earlier today. Yes. And they were all worried about it. And I know exactly where this garden is because I recognize the tree. That's, That's the thing. If you've been going there for long enough, you can actually tell exactly where the space is. Um, oh, I like this. Garden yeah. 5. Um, designed by John Sauer. Somebody That's I don't it. know. It's a water-wise 
tapestry. That's correct. John Sauer is from Ngena Succulents and he's a succulent grower yeah. from Cullinan. Mm-hmm. And he loves exhibiting succulents and showing people how easy it is to garden with the succulents, how colorful it could be, how maintenance free it is. And, you know, it's obviously it's good for his business, but it's also the way forward. If we think about the water crisis that we've had in South Africa and we still have, you know, mm-hmm. we'll always have it. We are a dry country. And he said, okay, good. Fantastic. This is my spot. And he did a garden there last year. He won the Water Wise Trophy last year. And this year he said, okay, right, let's change 50% of the garden. Yeah. And let's tweak it in a way, you know, but it is just about a new garden on its own. Yeah. <laughs> With the amount of plants it's brought in, pathways changed. I like it because of all the greys. Correct. And I can imagine at some stage, I mean, okay, it's the greys with a bit of blue in the background, but the, red, the pops of red with the furniture. And that's yeah. also another thing, your hard landscaping and the True. furnishings that you use. But this interesting thing, as you say about Waterwise, is that so many people, when I go and do talks, they're all like, we don't want to hear about succulents. We're tired of hearing about succulents. <laughs> we want something which is Waterwise and not succulenty. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so what new trends have you seen coming through apart from succulents when it comes to having water-wise plants in a garden? Well, I think what people misunderstand about the term water-wise is everybody thinks that a water-wise garden must be a succulent garden. No, a water-wise garden can still be a tropical garden as long as your plants are zoned correctly, Mm. as long as your run of water doesn't just all run away, as long as your water feature doesn't leak and splash, you know, so those kind of elements brings water-wise back into your garden. So it doesn't necessarily have to be succulents. But John came to me and he said to me, JJ, I don't want to only do succulents. I want to do a lot of different gray leaf plants in there. You know, because I want to focus on the gray. So I'm happy that you saw the gray. The gray, for me, gray is so important. Um, (laughs) We're not talking about that dark gray, which became very prevalent like over the last kind of 10, 12 years. I'm talking about that soft gray when you've got those wonderful lamb's ears and all of those kind of wonderful plants that in Pepo. So one of the greys that I love is the convolvulus norium. Yes. It's got a silver leaf to it with a bright white flower, obviously, yeah. but a large flower. And it is a perennial plant. And, you know, it's the kind of thing that fits very well into a water-wise garden. You know, because greys are overall water-wise yes. in any case yes. as the plant color. But what's nice about the different shades of grey brings in all your lavenders. It brings in a couple of new yuccas and agar varieties. Yeah. So all those kind of things, which does not necessarily always relate back to the succulents you know and i think i was one of the guys 10 years ago that said please no succulents, succulents. <laughs> I mean, those succulents are i mean who We're wants so the succulents, succulents in their yeah. garden yeah. but now if you look at the variety that's available oh, and the colors and if, are fantastic and the fact that it is a water-wise plant you know brilliant but then i mean you know some people are saying oh what can we have for color and i'm like well apart from the fact that you've got so much in the way of color when it comes to your foliage and then Correct. you also have various things popping through and bulbs the waterwise indigenous bulbs Correct. which pop through Correct. um i was like well roses are actually surprisingly quite waterwise yeah um in cape town they were the ones things that actually kept going that through the, the whole drought why they've got a strong root system which yep. is lower down and of course i mean if you are in a drought stricken area or if you've got a sudden drought coming over your garden you know where you've got like months where you don't have any rain and you're not able to irrigate and you were to prune your plants down and you have less plants yeah. exposed to the sun less evaporating water Obviously, less leaves, less foliage. Yes. Obviously, you are making your garden more water-wise in any case. You silly know? little things like that that people don't even think about, no. let's be honest. Okay, Garden 6, I'm enjoying the colors, and it's because of that lime green with the dark gray. That's it. Very, very pretty. Who did so this garden one? Garden 6 was done by Faith and to me, I think it is 
to Mr. Shaba yeah. and Faith Makubela, and they are also young and upcoming landscapers, but they've actually they've got a company on their own. The Gap is what they call themselves. So I think it's between the gap with the landscaper and the gap with the designer. They're filling that gap, you know, making sure that both of them are together in the same business. And yeah, we brought in a lot of the variegated plants, like your Caprosmas, your Durantha, yeah. um, Goldmine, um, your Dianellas. So all the variegated leafy plants Yes. Uh, we brought in with a gray, and they've actually got a beautiful Venda mural on the one side. Ooh. And if you look at it from the other side, I wish you this picture don't show, and you look back at this garden, it's, it's just amazing. And, and this garden is just a change. It's a tweak. It's a replant. It's yes. a re, rebuild. I see the bones are still there. That, yeah. Know? The bones are still there. I just love the fact of the variegation, especially if you've got a very shady area. Yeah. To bring the variegation in, it just brings that area alive completely. Okay, and then we go to the classics. For me, classic gardens are always, you know, Ones that you have to spend a lot of time pruning. <laughs> <laughs> so in this garden, yes, there is a lot of Bucks' hedges. This was the winning garden of last year. So, yes, we've taken out the gazebos. We've brought in more classic features into the garden, brought mm. in different features. Fantastic garden done by Stephen Mandel, our own accountant. Accountant. <laughs> at Garden World. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So he's the kind of guy that's a money man, but he loves his gardens. And he's a very, very keen gardener. And... Exactly what he's got in this display garden is what is at his home garden. So it's, I mean, you it's know, very classic. As I said, very like the, the urns with the white and green, and I love white and green gardens. They're just so cooling. True. So this year he brought in splashes of color. He brought yeah. in some purple pin stamens, and he brought in some coral-colored nemesias. So there's all different and blues and purples. He brought those in just to bring a little bit of the classic, yes. break away a little bit from the classic, but still keeping the classic lines going through with the Buxus edges. And Buxus, luckily, one of those not needed to be cut as often. Okay, now the one that I love and from last year, and I always think, this is the pizza oven garden. <laughs> it's where the pizza oven was the one year, and I love that, True. with the old car, that's the it. recycled garden. That's it, that's it. But now it's like a hobbit garden. That's my garden. Oh. I'm the hobbit. Are you the hobbit? <laughs> <laughs> so if you're looking for somebody, you'll find JJ hiding underneath I'm the tall a bridge. I'm tall hobbit. <laughs> That's it, yeah. So it's a rock garden, all the natural elements. It's got a very much a Irish feel to it. It does. Um, with all the stonework, I always look back and I say to myself, Mel Gibson, freedom. You know, that's the kind of gardens that, that they would Scotland. have had there. Oh, is it Scotland? Sorry, I'm sorry. You know? I'm, I'm sitting and thinking Dermot Gavin <laughs> doing that weird folly somewhere in Ireland some years back on television. Well, that could have been him as well. Yeah. You know, so it's got that whole wild feel to it. And this year, we didn't change too much to it. We brought in a few more sleepers. We brought in some beautiful calla lilies oh, popping up. And I think, yeah, this garden has really grown over the last year, you know, all the tree ferns, all yeah. the ferns have just popped out. The trees have grown so much bigger, the liquid ambers. This is the um, thing is to actually see this garden now filled in. Correct. I'm loving it. And yeah. I think that might end up being my favorite garden. <laughs> garden line is very bright. <laughs> there it's we like go. a Mexican garden. You know what? What's amazing? Lizette Niemann from Strelitzia Landscaping. Yeah. She loves all her brighter colors. And she's got two gardens at Garden World. It's the garden you're looking at, number nine and number 17, right at the back. Okay. And if you look at the colors, how well the colors works together, it is fa fantastic. You know, she, she really knows how to work with a color wheel and to bring the right colors together, you know, either enhancing one another or contrasting to one another, mm. but still working together. And that's the thing is bringing color back into your garden, not just with your flowers, but also using various paint techniques, containers, pots, paint containers, techniques. all of yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Then we've got, um, garden 10, which is celebration retirement show garden. Correct. Just a rework on that one as well. I can see how it's grown in so much. Oh my yeah. goodness. Look at that's the, 
the aloes will come in. That's, so that was very industrial to us. I mean, yeah. when, whenever you're getting a retirement unit from these guys, very often the gardens are very industrial, very monotonous, very simple. And this year we said, okay, let's take that simple and let's change it into something completely different. It looks really great. Yeah, so, it's grown uh, in. Yeah, we're Just very happy with it. Fantastic. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to like really squiggle through some of these gardens. But I mean, I think that everybody, oh, is this where the fire pit garden used to be? There was a fire pit garden there once before, but this was just a bit of a difficult one because it's always been a tropical garden. It's always been in a very shady area. There used to be large palms in that garden, which we had to take away. That's it. Yeah. So it's, it's a beautiful garden again done by actually our own staff, but our younger staff, our younger horticulturists. I like what they've done. It looks very different to last year and it yeah. looks great. So yeah. a touch of paradise has now become crimson serenity. That's it. And then we got designed to delight. That's it. So this was a pizza garden of last year. Oh, okay. You were referring to a pizza garden From of a many years, years ago. ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was a pizza garden of last year and that's actually got a very interesting pod in it, yes. which you can go and sit in and you've got plants all the way around you. So if you're wanting something for a corporate garden or something special in your garden, that's a very, very interesting feature of that garden. Okay. And then there's also, of course, there's a, so a food a garden, garden, food for thought. That's it. And then um, one by who's looking for this? Blankefort. It's also UNISA and Schwanier University of Technology. Right. And that was, uh, she, uh, Carly Blankefort was the mentor and Randwater was their partner. Well, it's so many things that we can actually really enjoy. So just a reminder of when you can go and check out the gardens. When are they on until? they on from the 26th, from Friday coming, until the 1st of September, that's Sunday. Fantastic. And and do they stay there for the rest of the year as well then? They stay there for the rest of the year, definitely. I think the prime time to see them when everybody has… And everything's grown in. That's correct, yeah. <laughs> we've, we've probably been in about three months' time, you know. But I think for now, if you see the awakening after, after winter, I think that's the nicest time for me. Yeah. Okay, so there we go. JJ, thank you very much for popping in. That's Garden World. See my garden grow, garden design show for 2019. Don't miss it. Get along to Garden World. That's on the road out to Mildestrift. Bayes Nordia Drive, all the way out there. Okay, thank you very thank much. You. And everybody, go out and get some inspiration. We'll catch you again next time. Until then, stay grounded. Bye-bye. For show notes and more information about this episode, go to solidgoldstudios.co.za forward slash grounded.